0: Good evening ladies and gentlemen, sure we are doing great today. My name is Taiwo Akilami, also known as a preacher. I preach the gospel of best practice in parenting. I preach the gospel of securing a friendly and protective environment for our children. through knowledge, knowledge is what to do, skill, skill is how to do it. Attitude, attitude is the fortitude to do that which you know you should do. My commitment in life is to see children being properly raised. Because once children are not being raised, nature does not allow vacuum, they are being erased. And so, and as I keep saying, our nation does not have national problem without a political problem. We don't have marriage problem. We don't have religious problem. We have only one problem. Mismanded childhood manifesting in, in dysfunctional adulthood. That is the only problem we are dealing with as a nation and as a people. And so my passion in life is to see children properly raised. And that passion is derived from my own personal story. The fact that I was not raised, I was erased. And if you followed my story, you will, you will know the nitty-gritty of why I'm committed to this cause. And so, this week, we're having another conversation. But before I get into the nitty-gritty of the conversation, I want to remind us that today is World Children's Day. November 2020. 2020. It's Global Children's Day. And today, we just wrapped up, like two hours ago or thereabouts, our program, sale view Conference. Uh, which we started in 2017. And as of today, we have gathered close to 5,000 children and parents. And today was just awesome, powerful, you know, having that conference. I want to charge you, if for whatever reason you missed any part of that conference, you need to go to our YouTube channel. Note which YouTube channel? Not this one, where you are viewing this program. No, you need to go to our new... YouTube channel which we launched today is called Save View TV. Save View TV. You need to go there and see the entire program that we had today. It was powerful. It was loaded. It was awesome. Parents were blessed. Children were blessed. Things were wonderful. And people went home glad and rejoicing. And so you have all of that there on that channel save view tv is there because we stream live and it is there you need to also join us tomorrow tomorrow saturday the 21st 2020 you also need to join us because today we worked with children from age 7 to 12 tomorrow we are going to be working with children from age 13 to 18 and young people and parents are also invited teachers are invited school leaders are invited People working within NGOs are invited. Every child-focused organization can still join us tomorrow. And one thing we need you to do is to subscribe to our channel. That channel is created for children. We are going to be loading content there that will help you in no way as young people, that will help you in no way as parents to know how young people are thinking. We have two songs that dropped today. We have a skit that we showed a bit of it today during our program which we premiered a bit of it we have a savvy uh gallery affirmation gallery where you can find a level of encouragement everybody in lives needs a level of encouragement or the other and our children do really do this is a period that is definitely trying for everybody covid answers protest a militarized state, a lot is happening in our nation today, and children are feeling it. And so we need to help children, we need to carry them along, they need a level of affirmation. That's why one of the things we are going to be doing tomorrow is that Dr. Deborah Ojukoya is going to be speaking to us on the fact that I'm young, I'm bold, I'm confident, and I pay attention to my mental health. It's not a section you want to miss. I've listened to Dr. Deborah Odukoya many years. You know, she's an unusual human being, loaded, you know, ready to help us. And so many other people are going to be with us tomorrow. You can't afford not to be part of our program tomorrow, I beg you. Do everything to be there. Bring your children and be part of it. Now, let me go into our conversation for today. You know, last week I was talking about mental health. You know i was talking about mental health as a fundamental human rights of african parents and it was a very very uh, interesting conversation that we had last week and um, this week i want to take it a bit further i want to discuss the socio-legal impact of raising children under these dis- difficult circumstances the socio-legal impact of raising children under difficult circumstances on the parents and children's mental health in Africa. What is the social and legal impact of raising children under difficult circumstances on the mental health of parents and children? That's what I'm going to be dealing with today. And I, I know it's not a conversation that I can finish today, So what I'm going to do today is to try to introduce it. Next week, I'm going to bring some legal perspective. Today, I'm going to focus on the social perspective. But next week, I'm going to bring some legal perspective. I'm going to bring some international treaties, the provisions of those treaties, what they say about the responsibility of the state towards citizens and towards children. Now, let me begin by saying, what does it mean to raise children under difficult circumstances? Let me quickly declare that what I'm doing today is what I've tagged parenting activism. I want to charge you. I want you to be miserable tonight. I want you to think tonight about what the future holds for our children. I want you to understand that at the end of the day, if we keep quiet and we do nothing, our children are going to ask us one day, Daddy, what did you do? Mommy, what did you do? What did you do about the state of our nation? And when my children ask me those questions, I want to be able to say, I did this, I did this, I did this for your future. And that is why we first need to accept the way we are raising children today in Africa, in Nigeria, is not the way children are to be raised. The responsibility of raising children has never been, will never be in the hands of one institution, the family. It is not done There's no one family in the world that has the capacity to bring out everything that God has deposited in the lives of children. There's no one family that has that capacity. See, the potential of a child is so loaded, is so infinite, is so powerful that there's no one family no matter how knowledgeable, no matter how rich, no matter how connected, is empowered to bring out everything that is deposited into a child. It takes a system of family, of community, of states, of the international community to bring out what is in children. So if you are in Africa, where you are raising your children alone as a family, you are already malfunctioning in that role. You are already raising children in a difficult circumstance or you are raising children in difficult circumstances. It is important that we understand that and I kid you not, I say what I'm saying to you right now with every sense of responsibility every sense of candor every sense of sincerity and every sense of duty in me. There's no nation on earth where children are being raised only by the family. There's none. There's none. Or let me rephrase, there's no meaningful nation on earth, any functional state, where children are being raised alone by the family. So when we are raising children here, we, as local government chairman, we are responsible for the education of our children, because the public education system has failed and failed woefully. We are responsible for the health care of our children, because the public health system has failed and failed woefully we are responsible for the sheltering of our children because the public shelter program has never existed and it has failed and failed woefully we are responsible for the security of our children because the public security services has failed and failed woefully we are responsible for the enjoyment of amenities of our children we are responsible for everything we are responsible for recreation We send our children to schools. And in those schools, because they are makeshift schools, they are not built for purpose, there is no room for play. Children cannot play. They go to school as adults. They show up there. Everywhere is tired. So there is nowhere to jump. They jump jump into their deaths. That is the situation in which we are raising children. And the truth of the matter is this. We are raising children in difficult circumstances because a vehicle that is supposed to be moving on four tires is moving on one tire and we have accepted it as the norm and we are transferring that idea to our children as how things should be your children are observing you raising them they know you are responsible for school fees you have raised prayer point for school fees you have gone about trying to borrow money for school fees your child has been sick have be ill you have had to look for money, you have had to call a friend to say, my son is ill, can you borrow me some money? Your children see you that you, you, you are dealing with a lot of these issues, you are dealing with school fees, you are dealing with house rent, you are dealing with all of that. And they feel that that is how things should be. But my point today is that if you are raising children in a world country like Nigeria, in, like in Africa, you are already raising children in difficult circumstances. It is important for us to understand that. Because you are going through pressures that your counterparts in developed countries are not going through. You are going through mind torturing that your counterparts in a developed client are not going through. Because the child that is in your custody right now, the child is a citizen or is supposed to be a citizen of a country. The child is not a grand citizen not a grand citizen, is a citizen. So if the child is supposed to be a citizen, the question to ask is this, is there anything that is supposed to accrue from the state to whom the child is a citizen for the upkeep of the child, for the development of the child, for the upbringing of the child, for the education of the child, for the health of the child, for the charter of the child, is there anything that is supposed to accrue? Look around you, those of us who can make available alternatives for our children, we make, public school is not working. We put them in private school. Public shelter is not working. We look for a place to rent a place or build a place. Healthcare is not working. We go to HMO. We find ways. But those who do have that resources, eighty-two million Nigerians living on less than one point nine dollar per day, they don't have an alternative. Thirteen point five million of their children are out of school. The children of ones of wood and draws of water, millions of them die before they are five years old. The children of the poor, the oil the the ones of wood and draws of water, they live in squalor. They live in places that we, that are a bit comfortable, we cannot put our dogs. We cannot put our pets. Our pets live in better places than where some children live, where they sleep, where they wake up. The existence of those parents who are in the lower cost of the society, who are in the lower part of the triangle, those their existence is already abused as a people. So they end up abusing their children. It is impossible, if not, if not if, it is impossible, let me say that, for parents whose existence is already abused, not to abuse their children. It's going to be tough, it's going to be difficult. They need another level of revelation. They need another level of education. Which words cannot communicate? It is only a change in the environment. It is only a change in the environment, a change in their status that can communicate that. Alas, that is missing. So parents whose existence are abused, they, are, they live on the edge. They are candidates of the right race. Something about the rat race is that nobody wins. You keep running. You begin to run the day you are born. You stop running the day you are laid down in your grave. Frustrated. Unfulfilled. You weep into your grave. That is rat race. Nobody wins the rat race. The rat race, once you are born into the rat race, except help comes for you in an unusual manner, you remain in the rat race. Those who are in the rat race don't dream. people in the rat race don't dream. People convert their hustles. They call it their dream. That's what they do in the right race. Their hustle. What they want to eat, what they want to drink. They will now label it a dream. That's what many people do when you are involved in the rat race. And it is difficult for you not to be involved in the rat race in the third world. Now, what does it mean to be the rat race? Don't think survivor. What shall we eat? What shall we drink? By what shall we be clothed? The point I'm trying to make is this. We are already raising children in difficult circumstances. That's what I'm saying. Because we have assumed responsibility to bring out in children what God deposited in them to be brought out by a community, by a system. We have taken responsibility for what is not possible. It is like a school taking responsibility for raising a child, thinking that they can do it alone without the input of the parents. As I keep saying, when it comes to raising children, the school will bring 30%, parents will bring 70%. Any school who tells you, in the name of being a good school, that it it can help parents to raise their children without the input of the parents is it has taken a responsibility that their end is predicted from their beginning and it's gonna be worth a woeful failure. The school cannot be an alternative to parents. As a matter of fact, children don't have to go to school. They can be homeschooled. They don't have to go to the four walls of a school. They can be homeschooled. Jewish community, particularly in America, they homeschool their children. So a child may not need a school, the structured school, but a child will always need a parent. Because research has found that children that are raised in institutional home, irrespective of the level of comfort they enjoy, They don't turn out well as children that are raised in an enclosed family with love, with affection, with care. That's what the has found, which means at the end of the day, the best place for a child is a family, right? Supported by the community. Supported by the state. Supported by the international community. So don't let us kid ourselves. We are already raising our children In difficult circumstances that's the issue that's the point i want you to see i want to establish that before i get into the impact i want us to be on the same page in accepting the fact that we are already raising children in difficult circumstances where is the difficult circumstances nigeria africa third world why is it difficult the responsibility of raising children is left to one of the institutions that are responsible. Now there are four institutions that are supposed to be responsible. Now we now have only one institution that is responsible: the family. Now, the ordinarily, ordinarily, the responsibility of the family is to inculcate positive value system in their children. The responsibility of the community is to support the family in doing that the responsibility of the of the state is to provide social amenities the responsibility of the international community is to be a watchdog over their fears of nations to ensure that they abide by international standards when it comes to policies and implementation of policies Concerning raising children. The truth of the matter today is that the responsibility of raising children is with one institution in Africa. That institution that is supposed to inculcate positive value system cannot do so anymore. The institution is distracted with providing school fees, providing shelter, providing security, providing health. They have been distracted from their primary responsibility. Of creating positive value system, so I don't envy the Nigerian parents. I don't envy the African parents. I don't envy children in the third wo- parents, Sorry, parents in the third world. They are going through a lot, providing for the things that the state is supposed to provide for. Their children are living as orphans in their own country because the state, the community, the international community, have failed woefully in living up to their responsibility. To these children, that is children be raised in difficult circumstances. Please note that today I'm wearing a wristwatch. God knew that I was going to need to check time, right? And so He knew that I may need a wristwatch, but did He didn't create a wristwatch? He did not. I'm wearing a shirt. God knew that I needed to cover nakedness. Did he create a shed? No. Where I am, I'm experiencing the blessing or the pleasure of the AC. But God knew that I may need to condition my room for a level of comfort. Did he create AC? No. Why did he not create all of those things when he knew we needed them? He did not create everything that gives us pleasure everything that makes life difficult for us at the level of social and technological intervention and inventions. He did not create all of those things. He created man, then created raw materials for all of those things. How does man bring out from those raw materials? It is through a system of thinking and a system of production. A system of thinking and a system of production. Now, but you know that, it's also important for you to know that, when God created trees, from where furniture comes from, created all the raw materials that this phone that I'm using comes from, he did not create a manual for them. He did not say, these are 10 things you can do with a tree. He did not say, these are the 20 things you can do with with, uh, anything. He expected us to figure it out as as a people. So anywhere you have seen development, it is because man has taken responsibility for bringing out in the raw material the potential that is in the raw material, bringing out into the fall to bring comfort to man. Which means, if man has not thought about wristwatch, we will not wear one today. Which means, if man had only thought about wristwatch, created a system of thinking, a man did not create a production system, a manufacturing system. We won't be wearing a wristwatch today. So the point I'm trying to make is that the raw material in a thing is brought out by the system of thinking and system of production. It is the system of thinking that will inform the system of production. Without a system of thinking... Without the system of production, man will still be riding on a camel today. Without the system of thinking, a system of production, man will still be wearing leaves today, which God gave them in the garden, gave them leaves. Man will still be wearing leaves. But for the commitment to the system of thinking, a system of production, when I want to see my friend, I want to see my brother, I will have to travel miles to where they are. And I will need to ride a camel. I won't, I won't use a ship and I won't use a plane I won't won't ride a car it is the system of thinking and system of production that brings out the best and the full potential in everything, now let's bring it to a child a child also is full of potentials there are human beings in this world today who are worth close to 200 billion dollars there are human beings in this world today who have built a whole city they built a city there are human beings today who want to go to another planet they want to go to another planet and start a life there look at the level of thinking of human beings there are human beings today who have wrought unusual progress in our world who have turned our, our, our world around inventors, social inventors human beings that have turned our world around but for their contributions our world would have remained stagnant but this is the point. If there is no system of thinking and system of production, these people, there's no way we can bring out that which God has deposited in them. That's the point. That's where I'm going. It takes a system of thinking by the society and a system of production to bring out the best in children. When those system of thinking and system of production does not exist, you cannot bring out the best in any child. That system of thinking, system of production, is done by four institutions. The family, the community, the state, the international community. They must be thinking together to create a system of thinking, a system of production that will bring out everything that is deposited in a child. Unfortunately, this system is comatose in Africa. This system is comatose in Nigeria There is no system in place That plans the life of a child If a child is born in China If a child is born in Japan If a child is born in South Korea If a child is born in Norway If a child is born in Finland If a child is born in Iceland Their lives are planned Before they are born Their lives are already planned The state already has a plan These are to bring out the best in these children The state does not run from pillar to post They plan the life of a Japanese child from 0 to 80. There's a plan of how the child will function, what the child will do, The, the, the options that may exist in the life of the child, how to give expression to every option is already there. When, before the child is born, the society has thought ahead. Creating the system of thinking, creating a production system So, bring out everything that is in a child, including children with special needs. The other day, I was speaking for a group of people, I think it was last Sunday. I was speaking for a group of people on on the issue of special children. I said, Children that have ordinary needs, they have not been attended to. You are not talking about children with special needs. Children with ordinary ordinary basic needs 13.5 million of them are out of school. You are not talking about children with special needs. When children with ordinary needs, but in a developed climate, when your child has special need, the state steps in. Now, it's not that the state steps in, uh, uh, just woke up to start. No, there is a system in place. So the question I want to ask you today, and that's why I want to round up, is please tell me what system is in place to bring out the genius in your children in Nigeria. I'm not talking about the system you created. And that system is flawed. No matter how perfect it looks, it's flawed. Because it's not supposed to be so You are not supposed to be the only one thinking for your child The state is supposed to think for your children Because in China They wanted to take responsibility For how children were raised They saw population explosion What did they do? They took responsibility for the number of children That the state can support the parents to raise And they came with a policy One family, one child And later, many years after Became today in China One family, two children Because the state knows they have to they have to be up and doing they know that those children that are born they are their system. so from when your child is born in the hospital till today now maybe the child is 18 tell me the contribution of the nigerian state in terms of a system in place that the child can plug into in in terms of a community school that the child can go to in terms of a recreation center that is being funded by taxpayers money in terms of health care that is available to the child, in terms of security that is available for the child, in terms of quality education that is available for the child. Please let's think together. Send me an email, pass me, criticize me, tell me I'm wrong, tell me I'm stupid. Tell me I'm just I'm just hitting up the system. Like, like Mohammed would say, anybody who says something that is contrary to government is hitting up the system. Now I know a man who has a big wound. Injury and the fly comes every day to eat the wound, and the man does not see anything. The flies will come and eat, eat the wound, eat the wound. The man will not say anything. One day the man decided to eat the flies. Then everybody began to cry. Why will you eat the fly? Why will you eat the fly? Since all these days, when the flies have been making life ungovernable, uncomfortable, unlivable for this man, nobody came to his aid. The day the man said, enough is enough, I'll fight for myself, I will eat the flies. Everybody began to turn. That's the story of the Nigerian state. That's the story of the Nigerian state. See, all so these days, when they have been sharing Nigerian national cake, from family to family, from generation to generation, nobody is eating up the system. See, all so these days, when the primary name of government is no more the welfare and the security of the people, nobody is eating up the system. Since all these days, when when SARS has been killing innocent Nigerians, killing them, robbing them, stealing money for them, nobody was eating up the system. But one day, when the people said, "No, this cannot continue," the people are accused of eating up the system. We are not being told that General Burry is a father, if not for his magnanimity. And such crisis will have be more than that. We are not being told. He's a father. He's a lord. We must bow to his lordship. That's my conversation with you today. You see, this is not the kind of thing you hear in a parenting class, you know. But you see, uh, we live in a different location. We live in a different circumstances. We live in a different times. And it is important. We live in different times. And it is important that I speak this way, so that we can know that the way things are going ought not to be so. So that we can know that we cannot continue to agonize. We must begin to organize. Parents in Nigeria must form themselves into a movement, a very strong movement of parents, parents movement, moving to demand for the rights of parents from the elected government moving to demand for the rights of children from the elected government because I believe parents' rights are also children's rights. Children's rights are also parents' rights. When I come your way next week, I'm going to be discussing the impact, the social impact and the legal impact. What I've done today is to let you see the fact that we are raising children under difficult circumstances and we must not keep quiet about it. We must not be watching. I say there's nothing we can do about it. My parents raised me like that. I'm raising my children like that. My children will raise their children like that. And the circle will continue. The oppressor, the oppressor will continue to fester. Continue to take the glory. While the oppressor will continue in finding alternatives. We have become a nation of alternatives. Alternatives. Alternative to life. We buy generator. Alternative to security. We hire, we hire private security. Alternative to school. We build private school. Alternative to health. We build private health. So... Somebody tells me government cannot do it all. But I ask the question, what is government doing? Yes, government cannot do it all. But tell me, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, What is government doing? That's why I went in this conversation tonight. Don't forget to join us tomorrow for our pro- for the second day of our conference. Seville conference, 4.0. That's the fourth one i want to also charge you friends that you go to amazon you go to sellers you go to okada books and pick up our books we have four volumes volume 1 volume 2 volume 3 of our books save for me it is help you to start conversations with your children on issues of of uh, sex on issues of uh, of um, education on issue of love, masturbation, every issue, sexuality, puberty, all of those issues are there. Four volumes, right? Then we have a book. Show up, stand out, show off is a book you need to pick up. Is to teach you, is to work with you with your children how to inculcate positive value system, so that their lives can make a difference. Then we publish our comic. We have eight editions online now. You need to pick them up. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Facebook at Taiwa me This broadcast is also on, on, um, on Anchor. If you are not able to watch, you can listen. Please pick it up. Listen to it. It's there every Sunday. You pick it up there. This conversation is on that platform every Sunday. Thank you very much for joining me tonight. It's been my pleasure uh, sharing with you tonight. Please note that my concern is that we recognize where we are. Even if we are not able to do much about it, we recognize the fact that we are malfunctioning and that the support that we need as parents, we are not getting it. And we must begin to agitate for how to get it. Even as we continue to do our part in terms of doing our best in raising our children, understanding that we are raising our children, under Difficult Circumstances, next week, God's willing, I'll be sharing with you the social and legal impact of raising children under difficult circumstances to your mental health, both as parents and as children. God bless you. Happy World Children's Day. Bye for now.